Hello everyone, we're looking at uh, Romans chapter 14 today, but actually we're, we're embarking on a, a new study just for a little while about the judgment seat of Christ, and this is part one. So we're reading Romans 14 verses 10 to, 4, to 12. We shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. We've seen previously that the scripture says in John chapter 5, the Father has given the Lord Jesus authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man. And in Acts chapter 10, the scripture says he was ordained of God to be the judge of the living and of the dead. So one thing we learn from this scripture is that the one who is the Christ is truly God and that the one who is going to review the life and service of his people is also the one who is to be the judge of all the earth in a coming day. I was speaking with someone recently who has been trying to help an old lady who appears to have been abused by a family member. This person almost seems to be selling his own mother, as the expression goes. The comment I heard was, he's going to get away with it. And I replied, he might do in this world, but he won't get away with it forever. You see, every one of us will give account of himself to God. That's what the scripture says. So if anyone's listening this morning, or today rather, who's not a Christian, and therefore has never known what it is to be at peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, just remember this scripture, every one of us shall give account of himself to God. I'm thankful because of the grace of God and because of my faith in what Jesus did for me at Calvary, that as far as sin is concerned, he bore my judgment back there on Calvary's cross. Wonderful, wonderful joy to know that my sins are forgiven because my Saviour died for me. But the subject matter of this 14th chapter of Romans is about Christians and how our behaviour towards one another is so very important. And I think we need to take that on board, fellow believer, today, that what seems to be the biggest issue in Christian life and testimony today is our treatment of fellow Christians. And that's tragic, really tragic. So... How we stand in judgment of one another over matters that are neither doctrinally or morally wrong is very serious in the eyes of our God if you read the chapter through. There are things that we have a right to make a judgment in our own hearts about, of course. Matters of immorality, dishonesty, cruelty, plain wickedness and many other kinds of things, etc., etc., etc. We also need to make a clear distinction, or a judgment if you want to use that word, between what is truth and what is erroneous teaching and preaching regarding Holy Scripture. And, of course, in particular, matters relating to divine persons, 
and the way of salvation and many other things that are absolutely fundamental uh, to our faith. However, regarding matters of religious festivals, holy days and certain foods and drinks and, and such like matters, which really the chapter has to do with, we need to be considerate and non-judgmental. What is also wrong is that our inconsiderate behaviour toward one another about such things so often becomes a stumbling block in the lives of those who are watching. And I would suggest in particular children and young people. I can tell you this, they read our behaviour much more than they listen to our advice or our preaching. So fellow Christians today, as the verses go on to say, we ought not to please ourselves, but to be aware of the needs of those around us and behave in such a way that it will help not be a hindrance to other people. And all this is in the context of the judgment seat of Christ. The word is the beamer. When our motives as well as our words and actions will be fully assessed and reviewed before the eyes of him who knows everything absolutely and in intricate detail. You cannot hide motive, thought, inner feelings from the eyes of him with whom we have to do. It seems to me that there are two things I need to do as a Christian in view of that coming day of review. Number one, be aware increasingly of his all-seeing eye being upon me at all times. I often think that that's perhaps what godliness, true godliness is, living constantly under the eye of our blessed God and of our Saviour, living our lives aware of the exposure of everything that we are and everything that we do under his eye. Number two, be conscious that when I get upon my knees in prayer, that this is, in a sense, a kind of a preview of that day of assessment. In other words, to expose my heart to him in prayer, making sure all wrongs that I'm conscious of are put right, and asking him, of course, to reveal to me things that perhaps I was and did unconsciously, and to put those things right, but also asking him for the grace to keep things right. I think if we do that, if I do that, if we do that as Christians, then we'll not stumble other people and we'll not, the, we'll not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, which is such an important thing in my life and your life. So perhaps next time we'll look at other aspects of that day of review, the judgment seat of Christ. God bless his word to you today.